3: Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van There's Scott Robbins. It's not that the world is funny right now. That's not it. It's, uh, there, there's some melting down going on around the show uh, due to passwords and computers. And Scott Robbins on a struggle bus right now. It's going to mm-hmm. be okay. It's going to be all right, bro. Did you sign
4: up for the account? I don't know. It's been six years
3: since I logged on. <laughs> I don't know we'll We'll get to that coming up a little bit later yeah. let's
5: Let's start here. There was an interview with the Trumpster last night. This is making some news, uh, yeah, Donald Trump sat down with Univision for an interview, and uh, of course, world affairs, the current state of war in our world, came up, and you know he has said, and i you never really know it's always a what if or hypothetical you It's an unknowable thing, but I think a lot of us do believe that. The world wouldn't be quite as dangerous as it is right now if Trump were still president or if you had a president in general who didn't have soup for brains. Yeah, that helps. And Joe Biden has let everything kind of fall apart on his watch. Uh, and so he talked about that, how how Biden has kind of screwed up everything that he did.
6: We, we did some job and now everything is horrible. You're going to end up in a world war. We have an incompetent leader of the United States. He can't, he can't walk off a stage. He can't find the stairs. He can't put two sentences together. He can't talk. <laughs> and this man is dealing with Putin and President Xi. And
3: see, this is a serious thing, and I can't help but laugh because of the way he delivers
4: it. <laughs> he says he can't talk. Very matter <laughs> of factly. It's true, though. He can't talk. He yes. can't. You know. Everything he says there is true. <laughs> I, Everything. I
6: know. All of these people. The biggest threat is nuclear weapons. Hmm. And we have a man that doesn't even know what a nuclear weapon is as our chief negotiator. And it's a very scary thing. You could end up in World War III. And if World War III happens, probably Mexico will no longer be around. Because the power of nuclear weapons are so big, if they hit us, you're going to be wiped out, too. That's how (laughs) bad it is.
5: Wiped out, too. I think everybody's pretty aware of what happens if there's all-out nuclear war but it is just funny hey by the way mexico don't yeah you're not exempt from this either you know right there's no wall
3: that stops
5: <laughs> the, the nuclear fallout kidding the united
3: states <laughs> yeah. my goodness man yeah so yeah that definitely made news and talking about Biden negotiating, and then I always think... This guy you, can't negotiate his way out of a paper bag. Just the way he delivers things. I can't help it. It's one of the most serious topics you'll ever cover, yet the way Trump says it, I can't help but laugh a little.
4: Okay. I noticed he didn't say white supremacy was the number one thing. No. No. His, his opponent is going to say that, yes. Well, yeah, Dude, that's the State Department.
5: That's right. the FBI. Yeah. I mean...
3: It's the number one threat, not the nukes. Yes. And by the way, all the talk of a ceasefire with Netanyahu, he cleared that up again. That's not going to happen. No. Okay, as far as a couple-hour pause here and there to get people from the north in Gaza, you know, down a few miles in these, you know, secure areas where they're doing makeshift hospitals and getting humanitarian aid, that, yes, a few hours at a time. But a ceasefire, people can protest all day, every day. And I'm sure they're paid to do it. I mean, that's well organized. You can tell. Somebody's got to make all those signs and get the word out to all these people to congregate. Um, but that's not going to happen. By the way, did you happen to see where uh, the pro-Palestinian protesters came for Blackrock yesterday?
5: Black I did see that. It's like, yeah, they've created this woke Frankenstein's monster, and now it's coming back to haunt them. Yeah, it's kind of wild, man, where they show up
3: in the lobby of BlackRock. Wow. And all you can sort of think is, well, BlackRock, you helped create this DEI monster. And, you know, now all of a sudden, it's right in your lobby. And you don't have security to get these people out, you know, rather quickly. It's just kind of (laughs) wild.
7: It's, it's the
3: same lyric. It, it doesn't change. It's yeah. just sort of the same thing over and over and over.
5: Getting a little rhythm in there, though, with the clapping. Yes. I think they took Robin's advice from the yeah. other day, saying you need more rhythm. you got to make it yeah. interesting. Yeah, there the song is starting to at least sound a little better. Starting to get that rhythm in a little bit.
3: A little bit. More. Yeah. You know, you got time to... Uh, I think they have nothing but time on their hands. Yeah. Of course, you're seeing all of the protests on college campuses uh, across the country. And... I don't know if you happen to see this. You had conservative students testifying yesterday before Congress on leftists harassing them. Not just because of this issue, because of any number of issues.
5: Yeah. This is pretty wild. Yeah, college students from various conservative groups and also uh, Jewish organizations testified in Congress about the bias that they're facing uh, that's being promoted or allowed by the institutions that they're going into massive amounts of debt to attend yeah. Isn't that a kick in the teeth, right? It is. One of the uh, speakers was Jasmine Jordan. She's from the University of Iowa. And she talked about what happened when the group she was with invited uh, Trump advisor Kellyanne Conway to speak. Yeah. Again, sometimes you're like yeah, the loony universities on the coast. Again, University
3: of Iowa.
8: In response, I was doxxed in a group chat of over 800 students and was falsely labeled as a Nazi, a token, a white supremacist, and a bigot. Some individuals even expressed that I made them uncomfortable and feared that I might commit a hate crime against them simply because I'm black and hold conservative principles.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, you know what happens if you're black in this country and have conservative principles you called all sorts of names. Yeah. And, you know, listening to her whole testimony and telling her story, the way she was raised and what she was expecting, going to the University of Iowa and have it just sort of blown apart, nothing like she thought it would be. And she seems just like this kind soul and can't believe that people just hate her
5: for her political or religious views. But that's exactly what it is. And you have another clip, David. Oh, yeah. This is what happened when they invited the Daily Wire's Matt Walsh to speak. Oh, boy. Oh, Buddy, I know we got that
3: clip, too. Okay.
8: That night, before the speaking event, my hallmate stalked outside of my bedroom door by putting his ear on it to see if I was in my room because he was just so outraged by my involvement. Wow. That was a terrifying experience, but what I find to be more appalling is when I talked to our hall coordinator about this, and she replied, people are allowed to think, feel, and react however they want to about this upcoming event. At the event, someone through 2012...
3: Hold on a second. Think about that. If you
5: reverse the roles, that would never be accepted. Oh, ever. If if it's Ibermex Kendi is being invited to a campus and then some white guy walks up to a person's dorm and is pacing outside of their room and is like putting their ear against the door. Oh, we're going to sniff this person out. More than likely would they be arrested. Yeah, that's that's harassment, oh, sure. that's stalking, that's sure. cr- downright creepy.
7: Well, um,
4: yeah. They'd wow. be labeled Klansmen.
5: Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Who knows? Okay, she goes
8: on. At the event, someone threw 20,000 marbles on the floor to prevent people from entering the venue. Attendees were spat on. These individuals act out against conservatives without care or consequence and are empowered to act this way because of the lack of action by the administration and university leaders.
4: Because they're cowards. That is absolutely true. They feel empowered because there's no consequence to their actions. None whatsoever. There's applause for their actions. A lot of times. Yeah. I mean, when, when there's no consequence, again... You don't give a child matches and play with them because, you know, the consequence of that will be a, something will burn down. People
3: are waking up the huge problem got, that we, we have ha- with universities got, across listen, the country. Man,
4: we, we have to. We have to. Starting today, we we have to because this won't stop. Somebody's no. really going to get hurt or killed.
3: Well, the other part, man, I mean, we could go deep into this. I remember was it been now seven years ago where you could kind of see this coming. Mm-hmm. The polling came out that over 50% favored socialism. And you're thinking, how? Yeah, how is that possible? How is it possible? Because yeah. they're indoctrinated. They're told lies, and they believe it. They're young, impressionable minds, and you're seeing it playing out in society, let alone who's in college now. This was years ago. It's nuts, man. Okay, so the Fed chair, sure, we got to get to this story. Yeah. was interrupted by climate protesters. Oh, geez,
5: yeah, the chair of the uh, Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, he has had it with the climate change nuts. Now, he's usually a pretty low-key guy, yeah. kind of boring financial guy, you know, very even-toned and all of this. Well, he was giving a speech at the International Monetary Fund yesterday, and a few protesters bust in the room and start... Tackling him and talking about financing climate change.
3: <laughs>
9: <laughs> okay,
3: roll it.
5: We expect growth growth to moderate
3: in coming quarters. Of course.
9: by refusing to treat climate yeah, change like sure. a
10: Okay, risk thank that you.
3: you, are putting us thank, at you risk
8: thank, thank you very
3: much. Room,
8: yep. mm-hmm. win thank, win. Win. thank you very much.
3: Thank you.
5: Just close the. Door. Oh! <laughs> just Yeah, that's close the it. Close, door. close
4: the door.
3: Wow. Close the bleeping door. Yeah. Enough. Wow. And really, do you think someone's going to buy in right now with, you know, people are looking at the possibility of World War III, that climate change is the biggest threat we face,
4: really? Why are a large percentage of this young women? What are you saying? Have you noticed that? I mean, by the screeching? Oh, yeah. I don't hear any dude like sounds like James Earl Jones in the back. <laughs> Climate change must stop. I don't hear the I don't hear the guys.
3: Yeah, I think when you have a lot of guys in that group, they're not exactly the leaders. They're more the followers. They just sit back and watch it happen. A lot of times, that is true. Isn't you it, can stereotype it But yeah. you yeah. have a point. But
4: I'm, I mean, I every clip we play, it's some some young woman screaming about something.
3: Yes. That's true. I mean, if you go back to the Black Rock chant, that is led also by a woman.
4: By a woman. It's just an observation on my part. I don't know what it means. (laughs) I mean, let the psychologist figure that one out, I I guess.
5: Where are the strong men? I think these weak dudes are in the background. You know, they don't want to get too far out there. The the women are, are generally like trust fund brats who feel who have been told that they need to feel guilty about their very existence. So they lash out at everything. Yeah. Um, and the guys are there because they have limited options. True. So And they, they might have
4: a chance if they show up and right. support it. Okay, got it. Yes. So that's as old as the day is long. Right, exactly. Know, right? Oh, yeah. yeah.
5: It rarely works
3: in their favor, but they may get thrown a bone every right. once exactly. in a while. Right, <laughs> exactly. I exactly. Mean?
4: Yeah, it's yeah. usually <laughs> the deal. Yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs> Veterans Day being celebrated today. I know. Yeah, sorry about that. We got to get to. Um, also, did you see the ratings? For that third gop debate wow good for that as well coming up straight ahead
11: do you hear that
5: one. These are the three numbers
4: to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly.
5: 36,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less and drive down expenses. One, because your business is a one-of-a-kind. So you get
4: a customized solution for all your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of
5: truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist. Designed to
4: give you consistently excellent performance. Absolutely free at netsuite.com
5: slash mvr. That's netsuite.com slash mvr to get your very own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash mvr.
3: The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know what the Republican debate the other night?
5: First of all, we should probably get to the ratings, David. How bad was it? Uh, really bad. Uh, NBC brought in 6.86 million total viewers. Uh, the first debate this cycle was 12.8 million. Wow. So a huge drop. In viewership, and I think it's it's it. I mean, what does it matter if Trump's not there? What does the debate really matter? Because everybody's got to make the case against Trump, and if you can't compare and contrast on the same stage, then there's no point. Yeah, there is something to that.
3: We talked about it the day of, so you kind of understand it, and then you don't know how much of it has to do with it. It's on NBC. A lot of NBC viewers, I would imagine didn't really care and then who knows man it could be a number of different things we mentioned I Ramaswamy making headlines he went off after a number of people including RNC chair Ron McDaniel yeah deservingly so um, somebody had to you know what in fairness to her and I'm with you I really am but there was another side to that and I'll just lay this out this way and this is kinda of funny because Stuart Varney Fox Business Mm-hmm. Put her on to sort of, you know, respond to what I said, but stepped in it a little. And I'll just play it for you so you can hear it for yourself.
13: Ronna McDaniel, the aforementioned, joins us now. Ronna, we saw you right at the end of the debate run up onto the stage and address Vivek Ramashwamy directly. May we ask what you said to him?
10: Do you know what? That wasn't me, actually, Stuart. There must have been a lookalike. I've heard this reporting. I didn't speak to Vivek. I have not spoken to him since those comments. My apologies. You know. What?
3: I hadn't even heard that until he said it, but apparently people thought it was her. It wasn't her. It was like somebody that maybe looked like her. Not sure. Gosh. (laughs) But boy, if, if you're Stuart in that situation... Oh uh, boy, you're left hung out to dry. Yeah, you really are. You're probably yelling at the producers. Hey, <laughs> you didn't know that wasn't her. What happened? You got one job. Don't make me look like a fool.
4: <laughs> you just did.
3: Yeah. Um, but then she goes on. She she goes after Vivek a, a little bit.
10: He's yeah. at he's at four percent. He needs a headline. I'm going to say what I've been saying to Republicans all along. Our headline should be about Joe Biden, the border, fentanyl, crime. Terrible things that are happening in this country. That the Okay, Amer- you're
4: rolling your eyes, Scott. Well, you, look, you keep losing. The losses are piling up.
3: A lot of people talked about abortion messaging this last time, right? Well, yeah. Yes, I. we had the conversation Perhaps, here. Yeah, we did. She made this point, and I think, while we've been critical, that there is another side to it. Here she is.
10: We don't do the messaging. That's a fact. We don't do it. And our candidates have lost their messaging on abortion. In Virginia, the Democrats spent $16 million on abortion ads. Republicans did not respond. In Kentucky. Democrats spent millions and millions on abortion ads. They did not respond. Now the RNC doesn't do state races. We're a federal committee, so we weren't involved in those races on Tuesday. I know Vivek's kind of newer to the party. He voted for Obama, <laughs> so he may not know that. But this is something we're going to have to get right as a as a as a party.
3: Uh, saying, "Hey, the, our hands are off of these."
4: Well, you can advise people, can't you? Can't you well, pick up the phone and go, "Hey"? Well, I,
5: according well, to her, she did. A lot of what gets met, lost here, too is that if you have a problem with her, the only reason she still has that job is because of Donald Trump. You brought that up before, David Donald Trump was whipping a lot of people to try to make sure that she stayed in that role in that position. yeah, that is true, so
4: maybe we need to you have Bruce Bochi run the r n c going managers now he's a winner yeah
3: okay um much to get to um in a few this is
5: the markley van camp and robin show we'll ask this biggest story today david if there's one uh i mean uh, if there's one i'm not really sure if there's just one but uh to me i mean of course we're going over the highlights of donald trump's interview on univision i think there are a lot of highlights a lot of I, i i thought really this was an interesting interview because it it wasn't super combative but also it wasn't a tongue bath you know on on the part of the interviewer i thought the interviewer did a pretty good job of just asking the question and letting the guy respond without turning it into a debate but also without it being like you're so great tell me how great you are donald i thought it was a pretty well done interview all right we'll get to some more of that
3: plus veterans day being celebrated today and a doctor walks out of a surgery because someone wouldn't bring him tea? All coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial. The Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, so,
5: David, you thought this was a good interview with Trump on Univision. Yeah, I think so. And it's freaking out all the worst people. So um, I I think mission accomplished. Um, Donald Trump was talking to Univision and told them that, you know, the Biden administration and the Democrats have set new standards in politics. And that has to do with the weaponization of federal law enforcement. I mean, and not even just federal law enforcement, the state attorney general of New York, for example, Leticia James, who said, yeah, we're going to sue him. We're going to try to get him on something. Yes. So he's saying, you know what? That cuts both ways. And now it's time to play. Roll it.
6: Well, he's unleashed something that everybody, we've all known about this for 100 years. We've watched other countries do it. And in some cases, effective. And in other cases, the country's overthrown or it's been totally ineffective. But we've watched this for a long time, and uh, it's not unique, but it's unique for the United States. Yeah, if they do this, they've already done it. But if they want to follow through on this, uh, yeah, it could certainly happen in reverse. It could certainly happen in reverse. What they've done is they've released the genie out of the box. You understand that. But, yeah, they have done something that allows the next party. I mean, if somebody, if I happen to be president and I see somebody who's doing well and beating me very badly, I say go down and indict them, mostly that would be, you know, they would be out of business. Yeah. We're
3: all thinking he's going to be the nominee, right? Yeah, I think so at this point.
4: Well, barring some incredible act of some kind, yes.
3: Yeah. Then then you can't help but play forward in your mind, then what happens? Are they going to try to put him in jail?
5: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Most certainly they, they are. Yeah. 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 They will. And yeah. then what happens inside this country? Uh, well, I mean, the, the the scary thing to me is not so much, uh, you know, what a Republican Party would do after that. It's more what would Joe Biden's Justice Department do to the people who objected to the idea of a sitting president jailing his top opponent. Yeah.
4: Well, he can work remotely from the jail library.
5: Right. Well, yeah. I mean, sure.
4: Got a laptop there, you know.
5: But— I think the crackdown on civil liberties will be pretty terrifying for the people who object to Trump being jailed, and yes, I mean to me, this is one of the reasons well, why Republicans have to start getting really vicious in the courtroom you gotta you you have to fight back the way that Democrats are fighting right now. you have to well, if you don't
3: we're going to see issues unlike we've ever seen across the country people are not going to take it they're just not I mean you can get you know your people out for your you know protests at college campuses it'll be pale in comparison if they end up jailing Trump you know on some bogus charge and then you know and I'm, I'm not looking to a phrase we always use borrow trouble like talk about things that'll probably never happen at the same time, we have no idea what it's going to look like. Say, come March, May into July. Yeah. Will Biden even still be around? Will he be a, still the nominee for the Democrats? I okay. think if we all had to bet today, we would all say no. No. Is anybody betting
4: yes? I don't uh, know. You no. could.
3: <laughs> no, I don't think so. But you
4: know, the thing is that this New York thing—this judge is a weirdo, a coup. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just a coo- yeah. he's a nut. <laughs> I mean,
3: <laughs> you, but, you crack the up- but, but it's, it's true. It's true. Yes. I mean,
4: you got Letitia James and you got that nut. You know, and he's going to decide this. But you have
3: a whole lot of people in the country that don't care about what's right and wrong. It's get that that's guy. That's what I mean. And our yeah. side needs to win no matter the cost.
4: So you put some old hippie kook. That's the judge and he's going to be the one that that determines whether or not he's guilty or innocent yeah good golly man
3: yeah yeah it's pretty crazy but again of all the cases
5: david you would say the one that is most concerning for trump oh it's it's the documents one
4: yeah i agree
5: because and, and the thing is and i know sometimes people misunderstand it when i say this i i think it's totally malicious prosecution but on something like obstruction if you can demonstrate as a prosecutor that somebody willfully moved a box from one room to another because mm-hmm. they knew someone from the federal government was coming to look for it, and Trump had knowledge of that and Trump ordered the code red, or you even have a, a hint that he did, then that's a conviction. And I, I, I think that's the one I know everybody wants to talk about the 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 Georgia state case or the other special counsel uh case involving the 2020 election i don't think that there's a ton of liability for donald trump there because i think the line between criminality and free speech is way too thin but in in the case of the hidden documents on a procedural sort of charge of we have evidence that you destroyed uh uh, surveillance footage Mm -hmm. if they're pressing that in a courtroom they're probably going to get a conviction okay and i'm playing this ahead in my head also thinking about
3: biden and the biden family investigation Mm -hmm. that corruption will be out by then and i could see the left saying okay for the sake of this whole thing we'll let biden go down with hunter all of his family that profited off Mm -hmm. of these you know relationships to say, see, we hold our own accountable. Now we have to hold Trump right. accountable. You could see that happening. Yeah. But who knows, man, where all this
4: goes. Uh, you all right, Scott? Yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> it's one of those things. Yeah, you I'll be there's fine. computer issues. I'm good. No, I'm you're good. out of your mind
3: today. Yeah, yeah, it's Talk right. about this. Okay, we're going to switch gears here. We do this every day about this time. Go around the table. And it may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. Today, David, what's your story?
5: Dude. All right, so this doctor in India was doing was doing uh, surgeries, taking part in procedures for, I, I don't know if it was like tying women's tubes or some sort of reproductive surgery is what they said, um, on eight different patients. He gets about halfway through and then asks for a cup of tea. And no okay. one brings him a cup of tea. And he says, to hell with this place. I quit. And he walks out. Whoa, oh my like there's people on the operating table, there's people waiting for their procedure to be done and he just walked away. Now they they uh, apparently um the uh that that may be a crime in India and I, I you would think, I think so. right you can't yeah. just leave someone yeah. in the middle of surgery but mm-hmm. uh so they will be investigating this and treating it with the utmost seriousness is what they said.
3: Gosh dang. It does put you in a strong negotiating position. I want this now (laughs) or I'm leaving,
4: (laughs) which is terrible. Well, I'm thinking about that. I mean, when my chest was cracked open and (laughs) my heart was sitting in a metal pan somewhere while they were working on me, you know. Now the guy goes, "Ah, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done.
3: Yeah, bring him the tea. Somebody just get him the tea. Fantastic. All right. What's your story
4: today for What's Your Story, Scott? It's uh, about uh, 3.45 Wednesday morning in Los Angeles, and a city bus is out working. One of the passengers, several of the passengers, I guess, noticed a guy sleeping in one of the seats, and he appeared to have a handgun on the floor of his seat. Uh Uh-oh. They quietly alert the driver. Hey, there's a guy back. He's got a gun. He pulled over. Rest of the passengers were evacuated. The guy kept sleeping while they called the cops. SWAT team shows up. They attempt to communicate with the guy and get him to, hey, come on out, peacefully. He either ignored them or he was unable to wake up. So the situation turned into what they call a standoff. Not wanting to send an officer in to potentially startle an armed guy, they sent in their robot dog named Spot. <laughs> the robot dog <laughs> didn't go in and evaluate the situation using AI and blaze into action. Nope. He doesn't have that sort of capabilities. However, however, the dog did go in. He was controlled remotely by the SWAT team who can see through the dog's camera and speak to the suspect and hear his responses. Now, this guy is hammered, I'm guessing. (laughs) He's asleep on the city bus, 3.45 in the morning, gun under his leg. He is startled, and a dog, a robotic dog, is talking to him. Damn right he ran out of the bus I screaming. He yes, right. he did. Anyway, they got the guy, and everything. everybody's fine.
5: I like that. Uniformed officer, too risky, talking <laughs> yeah. robot dog. That'll Send get him him to calmly yep. surrender.
4: Well, again, I mean, if you're that guy... <laughs> And you're that hammered. You don't wake up, and you got a gun at your feet, and a dog is talking to you.
7: <laughs>
4: Buddy, it's time to reevaluate your life right there. Yes.
3: Uh, my story today for what's your story? You know, they're celebrating Veterans Day today. This yeah. actually tomorrow, but...
4: Semper Fi better. today, too, to all the Marines.
3: According to Pew Research, there are more than 18 million living veterans in the United States, which is about 6% of the country's adult population. Yeah. So that means the share of the population with military experience has declined. Yeah. In 1980, it was about 18% of U.S. adults. And there was a story not too long ago, Wall Street Journal had it, talking about the different branches of the service and recruiting problems. The only one that doesn't have a problem right now is the Marines. Yeah. And a lot has been talked about that. They did not, you know, market themselves woke. They were the only ones according to different stories. We had a lot of the woke advertisements we had uh, even on the show. Um, But, you know, there are some different reasons for this, and they talk about, okay, there are fewer qualified candidates when it comes to, like, physical condition, the avoidance of a criminal background, the avoidance of certain kinds of patterns of behavior, including drug use. There is all of that, but there's something else at play. And, yes, it is a decline in patriotism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And a lot of times, people on the left want to poo-poo that, but that's real. But here's the interesting thing that doesn't get talked about a lot. It's also a political pattern. And it's less Democrats that
5: are signing up. Had you heard that before? No, but I'm not surprised. Did you hear it, David? Uh, Yeah, I think after the Bush years, especially, there was a pretty noticeable decline of of kids from uh, Democrat families going into the military. This is even more recent the story they talk about,
3: as recently as 2015, 19% of young white male Democrats wanted to serve, compared with 20% of blacks, Latinos, and white Republicans. But no more. By 2021, white Democrats had plunged to 3%, from 19% to 3%, about one-fourth the level among black and Latino men, and one-eighth of that of white Republicans, That's a loss of 45,000 young men interested in serving. The total recruiting gap across the Navy, Army, and Air Force combined is about 30,000 people. So when you look at that 45,000 shortfall, when it comes to young Democratic men who would be enlisting for the armed services, it turns out that's a shortfall. That is really interesting. Well,
4: when you're taught to hate your country.
3: It's, It's really what it comes down to. Yeah. You see it all over the place all the time. I was, <laughs> I was talking to my dad about Veterans Day, and he has so many great stories from serving in the Army. And he'll always, one of the first things he will tell people, I was really lucky I served during peacetime, which was before Vietnam. So did my dad. And he always says, and I kind of feel guilty about that. I'm always like, I don't think you should feel guilty. That was just, you know, sort of the timing. Um, But he will say, you know, One of the great things was it taught you to grow up in a hurry, you learned respect, you learned to respect other people, but uh, sort of the best gift he was given was all of the friends that he made Throughout the service, and people from so many different backgrounds. And he would talk about when they'd get together, whether it was play basketball or whatever. You know, one friend's from Mississippi, another friend is from the south side of Chicago, from, you know, Kansas, all over the place. They'd all come together, and it was really this sort of special thing. It's just cool to hear those stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then there's one from basic training where they're trying to, you know, march in place, and it was like a bee. You know, buzzing around his head, and he just kind of flinched his head a little bit, and a drill sergeant took the butt of his rifle, boom, right on the top of Damn. his helmet. <laughs> and he's like, I've never wanted to punch somebody so bad <laughs> in all my life. And I'm like, I don't want to go to the barracks. <laughs> <laughs> so I withheld. It's like, yeah, that's a good idea. But, you know, certainly taught discipline. He still thinks. Come out of high school should give a year or two yeah it teach a lot of people and you think about what we're seeing across universities yeah i think he might have something there all right much to get to uh news update and a fentanyl story straight ahead
11: do you hear that
0: These are the 3 numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. 36,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number 1 cloud financial system streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down expenses. 1. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized Solution for all of your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. NetSuite is everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist, designed to give you consistently excellent performance. For free at Netsuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your own KPI checklist. Netsuite.com slash MVR.
3: Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So, a fentanyl
5: story. Sent somewhere. Sent where? Yeah. So, suspicious letters were sent to elections offices in five states, including Washington, Oregon, California, Nevada, and Georgia. Um, and at least what two of them? Sorry, at least four of them indicated the presence of fentanyl, which in very small quantities is fatal. Oh, buddy. So that's been sent out, and one of the letters uh, has been circulating now, and it it says, end elections now. Stop giving power to the right that they don't have. We are in charge now, and there is no more need for them. Also be aware your ballot drops are very susceptible to noxious chemicals uh, they are unsafe to the public, just saying. And then there's three symbols. One is the uh, it's a symbol for Antifa or anti-fascism. Uh, that's three arrows pointed down uh, to the left. And then there's the, the trans progress flag on there. And then there's a good old-fashioned pentagram um, on there. Wow. Yeah,
3: that's probably the group. Antifa. I just saw a clip the other day, Antifa, trying to tell some Muslim women that were out at a pro-Palestinian protest not to talk to a certain guy who is known as a conservative. And this had to do with the LGBTQ group. And all of a sudden, then the Muslim women started yelling at the Antifa guys, saying, no, we don't want this here. These people... It's like Antifa thinks, oh, see, we're all in the same group here. The Muslims are saying, no, we're not. Not at all. Crazy. I don't know if you happen to see this. This was in Australia. Um, you know, sometimes they'll, you know, some sort of Christmas promotion, like at a Kmart. In, the, in this case, it was a Kmart. They'll put another name in front of MAS, like instead of Christmas. Yeah. It would be like, are you going to have steaks for Christmas? It's Steakmas. Yeah. Whatever. It's kind of corny. Yeah. Well, they were selling hams in a bag. And it, on the bag it said Mary Ham Mass. Oh
4: no. Oh yeah. Oh my so gosh. Jewish Mary Ham Hey,
3: listen, I know you didn't mean anything by it, but that's kind of a bad look. Oh, cause it but, looks yeah. like Harry Mary Ham oh, might want to Yeah, so they they said, yeah, we'll we'll start taking those away right. now
1: <laughs> This is the market in camp and Robbie show.
3: Of course, keeping up to date on the
5: Israel-Hamas war, Trump talked about this last night in an interview, David. Yeah, it was the interview with Univision where he was asked whether it was possible to achieve peace in the Middle East without American intervention. Hmm. That's a great question. Anybody have an opinion on that? I mean, I I don't even know if it's possible to have peace in the Middle East. I mean, honestly, you have... Uh, you have too many factions, aside from Hamas and Israel, you have too many factions of radical Islam all competing with one another with this like medieval death cult mentality. It's, it's, yeah. I don't know how it's possible, honestly, but yeah, you really wonder. All right, here's the Trumpster. you
6: think there could be peace in the Middle East without the U.S. intervention? Well, eventually there's peace because you're going to have a winner and a loser. So there's yeah. peace. Uh, you know, that's the way it works. How can the U.S. stop the killing of more innocent people, civilians, on both sides of that border?
3: Time out just a second. Well, if Israel wins, not so much. There's still not going to be peace. I think we've seen the Jew hatred across the world, let alone in the Middle East. But anyway.
6: So you have a war that's going on, and you're probably going to have to let this play out. You're probably going to have to let it play out. The hatred is so incredible. They learn to hate Jewish people in the earliest forms of school, whatever their form of school is. But, uh, you know, hate Israel, hate people. It's very hard. It's, there is no hatred like the Palestinian hatred of Israel and Jewish people, and probably the other way around also. I don't know. You know it's not as obvious, but probably that's it too. So sometimes you have to let things play out.
3: 20% of the population of Israel is
4: Palestinian. Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird thing, The whole. What? And a lot of those people fight for their country, glad
3: to do so, because they like living in Israel. That never gets talked about. Right. But that's the truth.
7: Mm-hmm.
3: It was interesting, man. Bret Baer on Fox, when he had Benjamin Netanyahu on, he asked him about being so close to peace in Arabia. And it was, he said that was 50 days ago, and he played a clip. And Benjamin Netanyahu said, yes, it was the closest that you felt like we were going to have peace there until this happened on October 7th, and then everything just sort of got blown out of the water. But again, that would have been peace with Saudi Arabia. That doesn't mean peace with Hezbollah oh, or no. Iran. No. Right. I mean, you, people have argued many times that that's why Iran— really wanted to go after israel that just ticked them off but then you come to find out hamas had planned this for a long long
5: time so anyway very interesting you have a story david on the cdc yeah the number of kids whose parents are opting them out of routine childhood vaccines has reached an all-time high at least since they started tracking it in earnest that's according to the cdc now um it's still not a big number but Uh, They found that 3% of children entering kindergarten through the uh, 2022-2023 school year were granted a vaccine exemption from their state. That's the highest exemption rate ever reported in the U.S. 40 states in total saw a rise in exemptions. In 10 states, Alaska, Arizona, Hawaii, Idaho, Michigan, Nevada, North Dakota, Oregon, Utah, and Wisconsin, the exemption rate was over 5%. And I mean, it's pretty inescapable as to why, because once you've been lied to so many times about the effectiveness of one vaccine with the COVID vaccine, and you start hearing mandates and things that just don't really make a lot of sense, Mm -hmm. you start to question everything else. And I mean, it doesn't take an expert to figure this out. We were talking about this two years ago. You better be careful about how hard you push people because now routine vaccines that do work, mm-hmm. people are going to start really getting, getting antsy about that.
3: Listen, man, you
5: talk about the vaccine for kids.
3: When you're going six months okay, up through five years old and then you're finding out what other countries are doing that, saying that that's a good idea, you don't find any. And then you hear statements from other countries saying, I think that's crazy what they're doing in the United States. You already know the FDA has lied to you. Oh, yeah. The CDC has lied to you. Yeah. You know that. How, yeah. how can you trust them? And I know people on the left, well, uh, well, it's the CDC. Yeah, I understand it's the CDC. And there used to be a lot of trust there until COVID. And then they proved to everyone you can't trust them because they lied to people. It wasn't like, you know, we just got out in front of it a little bit with some information. No, they knew the information and lied
4: and got caught. Yeah, there's no credibility there anymore. No. It's lost. No, And it's going to take a long time to recover. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
3: No doubt about it. Okay, I think it's lesson time on the show. Are we going to learn about collective bargaining now?
5: Yeah, you know, sometimes uh, you really need a great teacher, a great orator to explain complex things. And when complex things come up, I can think of few people more qualified to explain them in simple terms than Vice President Kamala Harris. Oh, God. yes, Here we
3: go. Yeah, that's fantastic. Here we go. <laughs> yes.
5: So she uh, was at uh, Pipe Fitters Local 537 uh, okay. meeting and talking about collective bargaining. And so if you want to know what collective bargaining is— I know some people may think, well, it's pretty self-explanatory. No, no, no. The great teacher, great orator of our time, Kamala Harris, will help explain it to you. Roll it.
10: So collective bargaining is about saying, let the workers Mm -hmm. have a voice as a collective, all together, representing each one of them as a group. Yes. And then go into that negotiation, because then you... Start to equal out the balance in terms of power.
3: Hold on a second. Who is she talking to again? She's, she's talking graders. to
5: unions. <laughs> union no. members.
3: All I can think is, I know she didn't have children of her own. Is she trying to make up for lost time? Like that motherly sort of quality? Like yeah, teaching like, children?
4: Like she's sitting in a little chair and the kids are but circular. The union workers. Circular. Around yeah, I know. It, it's it, no skill set whatsoever. Wow. Uh, yeah.
10: In a way that the outcome will be fair. That's what collective bargaining is about. Thank you. That's what worker organizing is about.
5: <laughs> collective bargaining is about people collecting their individual powers and bargaining for something. Let's say Rabbit runs a business, Turtle comes to him, and. But. I'll tell you, wow. You know, there really is one outstanding definition of collective bargaining and explanation of collective bargaining and it wasn't that it was several years ago democrat representative hank johnson (laughs) explained collective bargaining in a way that at least is very entertaining what happens when
1: you put in a cage fight a giant in with a midget what you got got midgets Hmm. against giants the Mm. midget will not win the fight I'm gonna tell you that. No he's not. You put 30 midgets in with the Hmm. uh, with the giant yeah that's where you put uh, I think that's politically incorrect. The midgets together the giants take real good care of the midgets as long as the midgets do Hmm. what the giants want them to do. Now they're going to crush the midgets. Yeah they are. Midgets (laughs) get a chance to speak With one voice. Yes. And the midgets then have a chance collectively to speak eye to eye with the midget. They're
3: stacked on top of one another. Eye to eye then with the giant, the way it works.
5: Sometimes in the midget (laughs) giant death battle, (laughs) they all stack, they all stand on each other's shoulders and wear a rather large, comically large, you could say, trench coat. <laughs> they fight the giant that way. The
4: giant thinks there's only one midget. Well, <laughs> just a really tall guy with a small head. <laughs> God, that never gets old. No, it never doesn't. gets old. It does it? Never.
3: You know, the left is always trying to get these like storybooks into schools. <laughs> usually LGBTQ. Yeah, forget all that. Just have Hank do a little storybook. I'll, Midgets can take on the giants. Right. Learn about unions that way.
5: That's fantastic. Thank Johnson's first children's book. Yeah, it's the audio book too. You know, Here it's called it "Crush the Midget." My goodness,
4: man. Just hilarious. And he puts the emphasis on the crush, too. That's that's what makes it all that much greater, right? Well, yes, that is part of the classic.
3: Now they're going to crush the midget. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thank you. They're a great storyteller. It takes something like that, yes. No doubt about it. Well played. That's good. Okay. There's much more to get to. Oh, boy. Oh, I have a surprise to get to, actually, in the next uh, ten minutes. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Um... Also, you know who uh, is being asked to run for president from several political parties? We'll get to that as well. Straight ahead. Do
11: you hear that?
5: one. These are the three numbers to remember to get
4: the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly.
5: 36,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less and drive down expenses. One, because your business is a one-of-a-kind. So you get a customized solution
4: for all your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth.
5: Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. Right now, download
4: NetSuite's popular
5: KPI checklist. Designed to give you consistently
4: excellent performance. Absolutely free at netsuite.com slash
5: mvr. That's netsuite.com slash mvr to get your very own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash mvr.
3: The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Do you remember this poll back in 2021? 46% of U.S. adults said they would support The Rock if he ran for president.
7: Yeah.
3: How many? 46%. Wow. So after that, he says the political party started courting him. I bet. It started calling him. Yeah. He didn't want to mention who the political parties were. Okay. I'm thinking people could probably guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Most of them, I would say. Uh, But he doesn't want to do that. Not at all. So I was really blown away. I was honored by the poll. Um, But his goal is to never be in politics. A lot about politics he hates, just doesn't want to do it. Which, can't blame him for
4: that. Well, he's he's from a violent sport, you know. Mm-hmm. He'd have to have some sort of decorum if he were to mm. be elected. He couldn't body slam somebody in Congress, you know, who doesn't go along with him.
3: Uh, do you think he is more known as a wrestler or as an actor? Now? Like, yeah, yeah. the height of the rock.
4: Yeah, probably rock. Uh, probably uh, actor now. Yeah. yeah. I would think so. But I remember the wrestling days. Did you watch him in the wrestling days? I saw enough of him to know that he was fun to watch. I didn't know you used to watch wrestling like that. My granddaughter used to watch wrestling all the time. I'd watch it with her. Okay. She liked Rowdy Ronda Rousey. With MMA or when she did the wrestling? No, the wrestling crap. Yeah. And then The Rock was before that, but she would watch The Rock too got it and i would watch it with her
3: i'm starting to sense that maybe you were a closet fan that didn't want people to yeah, know I think so no i took
4: her to wrestling matches the Rocks. we went to matches it's Rocks. okay you don't have to be ashamed a lot of people I'm like i'm not it. ashamed i would have told you that's what it was the, I, it, I just it's entertaining as hell
5: it still is i mean the rock Although i don't is, watch as
4: much as usual
5: his heyday was like my middle school ish yeah. time so that was i would take young,
4: young david to see the rock wrestle <laughs>
3: By the way, it reminded me of someone else that people would like to see run, but she apparently doesn't really want to do it. Who's that? Michelle Obama, who I happen to see her name today. I uh, just had, had to peek at not only the polling, but the betting averages yeah, right it's, now.
4: It's all over.
3: As far as Democrats, yeah. percentage chance as far as betting. Who's going to be the nominee right now? Biden's at 61.5% in the betting markets. Gavin Newsom, second at 16%. Michelle Obama, third at 76 And then it's Kamala, and then Hillary's after that, David. Hmm. Just as an update there. Oh, I mentioned that I had a little bit of a surprise. I think this will work out. It's game time. Yeah. Oh, wow. They sprung that one on me. Yep. It's going to be game time, unless you've already seen this. Did you see the polling on people with broken bones? Broken bones? Yes. No. Oh. There's a poll...
5: Um, first of all, what do you think the percentage of people that have broken a bone before? Any bone in their body? I would guess uh, 70% or so. 75%. 45. Really? That's it? I was really surprised. Wow. I think people were.
3: Um, but it's listed. What bone in your body do you break the most? Mm. Okay, it's 1 to 10. You know how the game works.
5: The champ is Van camp. Yeah. You're first up, David. What do you think? Most common, probably a broken arm.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
5: The broken arm, that is
3: a tie for first. Yes, so that's a nine-pointer. The nines are shared. To Scott. Ankle. The ankle is a seven-pointer. Good job. Okay. I
4: but two of them. I broke it's Okay, You broke two ankles? I broke a ankle.
5: Okay. To David. Um, wrist breaking the
3: wrist. Yes, that is a four-pointer. You're in this, Robbins. It's 13 to 7. A big one here. What do you got? Leg. Yes. Not as common as you might think. That's a five-pointer. So we've got 13 to 12. This is tight to Van Camp. A uh, rib. Breaking the rib. I know something about that. Oh, yeah. I broke that too. Yeah, Forgot about that one. Three-pointer there. Yes. 16-12 to Robbins. Hand. Yes, more common
5: than I would have guessed.
3: Six-pointer. And now Robbins with a lead. This could be an upset.
5: Um, a finger? Or is that part of the hand? It is not.
3: Finger on its own. Boy, that's a big one. That was tied for first. That's a nine-pointer. Damn. Oh, buddy. And now it's 25-18, and Robbins is behind the eight ball. Toe. The Holy smokes, dude. That's the eight-pointer. Yeah, a 26-25 lead down the stretch with Man. less than a minute to go. Is it go. time to go
5: to break? <laughs> Not <laughs> yet. <laughs> is it time? We got a minute. Damn. Uh-huh. This could be the one, Scotty. Uh, nose. Damn
3: it! That's
4: all I was gonna say.
3: But it's rare, even though mine's been broke four times. Yeah, <laughs> that's a one pointer. So we have a tie at twenty-six. Bone. Oh man. There's one left. Yeah, one left. One left. If you can get it, you win. All the pressure. Jaw. Breaking the jaw. Oh.
4: With the jaw bone no. Damn it. To Van Camp. I'm upset. Uh collar Moan. He's gonna get it. Right there. That's the one.
3: And that's the game. It's the two-pointer. What
4: a gut wrencher. 28 points. Oh! Scotty! I thought it was there for you, bro. God, we gotta start these games later so I can run the clock
3: out a little bit. <laughs> it's a valiant effort, man. There's no loser in this game today. Oh. Okay, if there was one of you, BU. but still, good enough. Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story today,
5: David. Uh, biggest story today, going over the highlights of Trump's interview on Univision. Um, also, I remain the champion of uh, this particular game bit that we do. So yeah. Yeah, it feels pretty good. I mean, that was close, but you know. man, yeah, I'm going to yeah. have to really, I'm going to have to towel off after that one. Yeah, sweated sweaty. that one out. Yeah. If you went with collarbone, Scotty, that was it. That I was, was just over. about
4: to walk off with a good weekend. <laughs> you
5: were. Just as miserable
4: <laughs> as they all are. <laughs>
3: it's all right, man. It's mm-hmm. gonna be okay. Still got the Friday Five. Yeah. All right. Yeah, there's much to get to. Oh, more from the uh, Trump interview with Univision, um, and Republicans have subpoenaed Hunter Biden's art dealer. Got to hear about that straight ahead right here. Van Camp and Robin show Jamie Markley David Van Camp Scott Robbins you know of course following the Israel Hamas war that's going on and watching different commentary on this over time people are having the arguments all over the world of what's the best thing to do mm-hmm. everybody's got advice for Israel yeah if you haven't noticed and Piers Morgan on his show he's got Douglas Murray on because you know it was very outspoken with his opinions. Um, and the way Pierce Morgan sets this up, because Douglas Murray just, well, he's in Israel right now, and he saw that 40-minute video that Israel's let people see of the Hamas attack. And have you noticed everyone that sees that, they talk about how horrified they were to see it, and it was far worse than what they had imagined. Yeah. And so... As Piers Morgan sets this up, I'll I'll let him set up the question. You'll hear Douglas Murray start to answer
13: it. Are we not, as Barack Obama warned, are we not creating here uh, just an opportunity for far greater radicalization of all those young Palestinians who watched their loved ones get killed? Why would we imagine Mm. that at the end of all this... They're going to want to do anything other than to become a new version of Hamas in wanting to exact revenge for what happened to their families. You've heard that before, right, Mm -hmm. from different people, or that version of it. Okay. Well, two things. One is that if you just follow the logic of what Barack Obama said, then you just shouldn't do anything uh, if you're Israel. You should be attacked and just sit back and say, great, we'll wait for the next one. Um, but the second and more important thing is your question supposes that there is a sort of peaceful Palestinian population in the Gaza who would love a two-state solution, and then a few bad apples in Hamas. I think that's not true. Why is it that when uh, one of the victims of the music festival, uh, a poor young German Jewish girl, uh, who it seems was was raped and then uh, brutally uh, murdered and taken into the Gaza naked. We all saw that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. Yeah, Why was it that you can find, and anyone can find this online, uh, a crowd of ordinary Gazans? it wasn't uh, Hamas, it wasn't a Hamas rally, ordinary Gazans uh, uh, spitting on her body, uh, hitting her body, mutilating her body further as it went down the street. Does that strike you, Piers, as a uh, placid population of peacenik types who are just desperately waiting for a two-state solution to be put back on the table for the millionth time in the last 70-something years? It doesn't seem like that to me. And that conversation goes on. We don't yeah. have
3: time for all of it. It's like, well, are you saying everyone's guilty? And he's saying, no, I'm not saying everyone. But is there any responsibility for Hamas being elevated in Gaza to the, for the people in Gaza?
4: You have to say, well, at least a little. Well, it's a fair question, isn't it? It
3: absolutely I mean, that's not is. out of bounds. Not at all. I mean, but, come on. But you don't hear very many people bringing that up in the old national conversation. And it is this supposed thing that when you see all of these, you know, rallies at college campuses or whatever, that the goal is this, you know, two-state solution. They don't want that. Hamas doesn't want that. They've never been about that. They've never been about the Palestinian people. It's been about destroying Israel. That's always what it's been about for Hamas. That hasn't changed. And when you see Rashida Tlaib then out there talking about, oh, yeah, that's, that's the goal. Is peace no it's not no. if you just listen to Hamas they just said it two days ago they'll tell you what the goal is it's not you know taking the Palestinian people and making their lives better and building like Singapore did that's not the goal at all it's to take out Israel I don't know how you have peace in that sort of situation Um
5: Okay, more from the Trump interview last night with Univision, David. Yeah, he was asked about the multiple indictments he faces during that interview, and he was asked specifically what, what I, I think I personally have worried about. What happens? He wins the Republican nomination, but then he has to drop out because he gets convicted on one of the crimes, and he winds up going to prison. Like, what but, happens then? He says, well, I'm not going to drop out.
6: Mm. Uh, this is biden who's the worst president in the history of our country we've never had a president so dumb so incompetent and so uh corrupt (laughs) and they've come at me with the worst indictments nobody's ever seen anything like it and i'm probably the only guy ever indicted whose poll numbers have shot up through the roof i mean it's actually been helpful from the standpoint of getting elected because the people understand it it's a hoax and I have a voice. I mean, I have a voice with you. I have a voice with others where I can talk about it, whereas other people, if they ever got indicted, they're out of politics.
3: Hold on a second before we get to the rest of that. To his point, I cannot think of anybody else that's been indicted where their polling went up. Uh, no. In your lifetime, Scott?
4: No, I mean, in my lifetime, I mean, Richard Nixon, I mean, he he wasn't exactly endearing himself to the American people when he got... Booted out of office, but his poll numbers didn't go up. No, of course not. That's what I'm saying. No, he's he never been anybody. The, yeah, he became the epitome of corruption. Right. Yes.
3: But no, yeah, there is, is never people listen, see
4: through it. This is an anomaly that you may never see again.
3: No, well, I don't think we will ever. Yeah. Okay. Here's the rest.
6: They go to the microphone. They say, "I'm going to spend the rest of my life, you know, clearing my name. I'm going to spend the rest of my life with my family. I've seen it." Hundreds of times, as you have in Mexico, that I can tell you. No, it's <laughs> it's backfired on them. And I don't think the people are going to take it. And I think the people get it better than anybody else, better than we do. It's amazing. They see it.
3: Yeah, to his point. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, all this talk about, you know, the debate the other night, you mentioned, David, is really bad ratings. Not many people are tuning in. It does seem like the thing is over. You know, to a large degree as far as the primary. Then he's going to be the guy. And then we just got to wait and see what well, happens legally and everything else.
4: We are a country that has always, always supported the person who pushes back on the bully. We don't like the bully. Bully's never been a favorite. No. No, it's been the people who've, who've taken on the bully. And he he absolutely projects himself as the guy who's being bullied. Yes, you know, <laughs> I mean, and, and we don't like that we, in this country from going back to David and Goliath.
3: Well, when you were in the hospital in 2016 and watching Trump rise more and more and more and you're hearing the commentary on at the time, I remember having this conversation with you, David, saying it is almost like you've been bullied by this person for so long. And now there's someone to bully them. Yeah. And you're like, yes, that's my guy. No question. And it doesn't seem any more evident than right now that that plays out. No, I I agree. And now he's, you know, being bullied. You're still, you got so many people that just want to stand up for him. Again, I mean, if you're trying
4: to make sense of it, don't don't try.
3: By the way, speaking of people getting bullied, did you see the story? I saw this at Daily Wire. That pro-life father, Mark, is it Howe? Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Um, Is suing the Department of Justice. Over his arrest, he was the guy that they came, how many people was it, like 19 or 20 from the Department of Justice, all armed? It was just him and his family.
5: Yeah, they raided his
3: house. Yes, it's crazy. So he is suing. Yeah, 20 armed FBI agents. That was crazy. Sue describes the infamous arrest as unnecessary and unlawful show of force. Infringement of his Fourth Amendment rights. Officers used excessive force to arrest the activists on nonviolent charges when he had not threatened law enforcement, did not own a gun, and had offered to turn himself in to authorities if indicted. And they still did that. Yep. And it was all to send a message, you got to believe. Good for him. That goes through. There's another one for Merrick Garland. Um, you know, I saw this story, Scott, and I wanted to get this on the show for you more than anything. You had some computer problems. You had a couple of days of frustration this week. Yeah, You minor little freakouts. It's going to be okay. But I saw this, and it reminded me of you. Because when you will imitate a certain style of music, like the heavy metal music with the really low...
2: Yep. Mm-hmm.
3: So we've all heard Scott do that many times. Mm-hmm. Yep. For our... <laughs> For our friends in Louisville, you probably already know this story because this is where it happened. There's a guy that's hosting karaoke. He's an older guy. Yeah. And there's this younger dude that starts doing that into the mic. Oh. And he's freaking out because it's damaging his microphone. He's like, this is going to damage my equipment. You're yelling into it. Yeah. And he shuts the whole thing down. But the freakout is making its way all over online because people just sort of find it funny. But you'll hear it, and every time I hear this dude actually do the vocals, it reminds me of Robins doing that. Roll it. And here it is. (laughs) Bye everybody. Nobody's gonna
7: holler in my microphone.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Good night,
4: everybody. And he is done. Nobody's going to holler into that microphone. Yes, here Bam. he goes on.
7: <laughs>
3: no, he's imitating the guy. Do so you think that's funny? It's not funny.
1: No reason to do that. But you damaged my equipment. When did you say there were rules? <laughs> do a minute.
7: Common sense, you don't scream and you're a microphone.
3: All all I can think is if Robbins did karaoke, he'd be this guy. (laughs) What are you doing? Right.
1: (laughs) Doing that crap.
3: Yeah, it's not Stop!
7: time
1: It's funny. Everybody there. It's <laughs> funny.
7: Show you how much money I made in my tip jar. $13.
6: Oh,
3: he's ticked, too. Uh, Only $13 yeah. in this place in my and tip I jar. And I'm not going to deal
4: with this drunk jackass.
7: <laughs> no, yes, I'm done. right. Get me out of here. 5 hours, $13. And he's got to give us Ha! Ha!
3: And he's had enough and he's done. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's
5: that's, that's going to be the, uh, the, the intro to my new metal album. That's it. I think it's time to get Wizard Fist back together. <laughs> Just to make an album so there I incorporate go. that. Yeah. yeah. Sample it. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Holler into my microphone.
4: Wizard Fist.
3: A big shocker. The vast majority of football fans are tired of Taylor Swift. Get to that. A killer robot crushes a worker. We got a news update and more straight ahead. Thirty-six thousand
0: twenty-five one. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. 36,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down expenses. One. Because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized Solution for all of your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. NetSuite is everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist, designed to give you consistently excellent performance. For free at Netsuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your own KPI checklist. Netsuite.com slash MVR.
11: Honey, come here, quick. What is it? Shh,
0: check it out. All these highly rated wines are under $20. Total Wine must have made a
9: mistake. (laughs) Nope, they always have the lowest prices. Oh, remember that amazing rosé your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here.
11: (laughs)
4: Whoa, that's a low price.
9: I mean, whoa, that's a low price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly. B-21
3: Markley, Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, I want to play a clip this was today's show. NBC. Kier Simmons talking about the war Israel Hamas. Just want to let this roll and get a reaction. May not be all that big a deal or maybe there's something in this that bothers you.
13: This morning, no pause in Israel's war with Hamas. Overnight, Israel releasing new video of airstrikes. Filmed from a children's hospital this morning, Israeli tanks on the streets of Gaza City. Israel's prime
2: minister telling Fox News there's no ceasefire. A ceasefire with Hamas means surrender to Hamas.
13: This explosion was next to another hospital, Al-Shifa, where Israel has said there's a Hamas headquarters. Hamas accused of using civilians as human shields. Accusations denied by Hamas.
3: Okay.
4: I'm just curious. Does anything stick out? Yeah. What's that? People screaming in the background? Yes. And the hospital mentioned twice? Two hospitals mentioned twice in the story?
5: Yes. Anything else, David? Accusations Hamas denies.
4: Right. Dude, That's the thing. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and that's. It's
3: a terrorist group. Yeah, dude, Why are you <laughs> quoting them all the time? That, I don't understand that it. the
4: whole story is is that way. Everything about it. Yes. From the sound to the descriptions. Everything. Yeah. There's been a whole
3: lot of commentary talking about, boy, uh, it sure seems like people forgot. October 7th in a hurry, didn't they?
4: Well, there was nobody embedded, I, I suppose, on October 7th. There was no—he wasn't there because nobody knew what was going to happen. Well, it's not just
3: that. It's that all those atrocities are gone now because, well, we've got to make Israel the
4: bad guy. It's really remarkable. It's Yes, it really is
5: say that. David, you had this story on this robot. Where was this at? Oh man, this is in South Korea. A vegetable packing machine crushed a worker to death. Oh uh... my goodness. Because he was walking by the machine and he was carrying a box. Now the machine saw the box and said, oh, I'm supposed to grab that. And so it grabbed it with the guy and squish. Squish. Oh, my goodness. Golly. I mean, it, it, so the guy he passed away very sadly. A robotics company worker in his 40s had moved near the bo- the robot with a box in his hands during his shift. He was slammed against the conveyor belt by the <clears> machine's <throat> robotic arm. Um, and apparently this has happened fairly frequently in South Korea. Like in March, a manufacturing robot crushed and injured a worker in his 50s. Who was looking at it, just examining it. This was at an auto parts factory. Uh, last year, a robot installed near a conveyor belt, uh, belt fatally crushed a worker at a milk factory. Dang, man. That's brutal. Yeah. And we're talking about putting artificial intelligence in these things? Yeah. Oh, there's huge fear then, what could happen.
3: No doubt. And on a lighter note. And not a big surprise to anybody. NFL fans are tired of all the coverage of Taylor Swift. Yeah. yeah, they're done. Yeah. Are you surprised, Scott? You don't mind it so much.
4: Yeah, whatever. Hey, man, the ratings were up, you know, of the game she was at. Again, you think people are tuning in? I guess what the Swifty
3: fans are tuning in to watch it? Because she might be there? No. Maybe
4: maybe maybe an audience that wouldn't be there normally is there to catch a glimpse of
5: Do it. any of us care about those people? No, we don't. No. I did see a, uh, it was one of the, I, I don't remember who actually wrote it, but one of those stories that gets fed out to local TV stations, and the mm-hmm. headline was, Taylor Swift puts Kansas City on the map. Like, I mean, they <laughs> <laughs> Kansas City's been there for a while oh, and gosh, man. kind of a major American city. And the team has won, what, two Super Bowls in the last five years? Yeah.
3: You
4: well, know, She certainly has helped the sale of Travis Kelsey jerseys. That's so No true. doubt about
5: that one.
3: 90% of Americans want to see less Taylor Swift in their football coverage. We'll see if they care about the fans or not or if they're going to keep doing it. Why we
4: couldn't she fall in love with the Chicago Bear for the just... And have a reason to
7: watch the game.
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got to set up to Friday
3: 5. Get you all set and ready to roll. Um, you know, Veterans Day is being celebrated. So we had the thought of combining two different things because of the fight for freedom with veterans. Yeah. Greatest songs of all time with either fight or freedom in the title. Oh, boy. Not free. It's got to be freedom. Freedom. Or fight. Great songs on this list. How did they rank? Well, we'll get to that. If you want to get in early, the number's 1-888-485-MVCR. Again, 1-888-485-MVCR. It's the Friday Five for Veterans Day. Songs with fight or freedom in the title next
7: Thank
3: you so much for being here, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's Friday. That means our countdown, the Friday five, and it starts like this.
1: The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Countdown we do every week. The Friday Five. Today in honor of Veterans
3: Day. Greatest songs of all time with either fight or freedom in the title. The number, one eight 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 four mvcr Everybody happy with the list? Looks pretty good. Yeah, I think it's solid.
4: Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, differences in our list this week.
3: I don't think so.
5: No. This will be fun to get to. All right, who's up first, David? Uh, let's talk to Christina. Hey, Christina.
8: Hey, guys. Happy Friday from Southwest Washington.
7: Oh,
4: thanks, Friday, Christina. Christina, thank you.
8: Yeah, uh, well, the third one that popped in my head was Philadelphia Freedom by Elton John.
4: Yeah. Good call
3: right there. Nice job, Christina. Number five. <laughs>
5: Like this song? Yeah. That's yeah, pretty good. It didn't make my five, but it just got Can We did that the test of time. Seven. Seven, eight. Oh, I don't know if I'd go eight. I, would, I was thinking six. Okay. I was thinking about the same. Huge hit at the time. Yep. I mean, no doubt
3: about
4: that.
7: Yes, I do.
4: Yeah. Yeah, solid. Okay, Written off to a good start. Billy Jean King's professional tennis team called the Philadelphia Freedoms.
3: You know what? Little story behind the song there from Scott Robinson. And now Appreciate on with that. the countdown. Absolutely. I know. Well, you know, I hang with Casey. It's bound to rub off. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> yep. Numbers 1-888-485-MVCR. Who's up next, David? All right, let's talk to Joey in
5: Oregon. Hey, Joey. Happy Friday, fellas. And to you, Joey. Hope you guys are doing well.
3: We are. Well, Scott's doing better now that the Friday Five's rolling. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, he's probably going to ruin it for me. So. Yeah, I'll uh-huh. wreck
4: it, no doubt. <laughs>
6: <laughs> so I, I came up with BC Boys Fight for Your Right.
7: Oh, yeah. You got to fight <laughs> for your right.
3: all of our personal like scores on this song
5: Robbins would be highest. yeah yeah it made Robbins personal five yeah yes how is this for test of time how do you rank it uh, six maybe I mean I, I hear it most frequently at like hockey games yeah
4: yeah it's a big one there
3: yeah yeah it's I mean it kind of transcends party song that sort of thing
4: yeah it was, I it was the coolest sounding record on the radio when it came out, though nothing sounded like that. I mean, you played that at your
3: top. 40? Oh yeah,
4: oh sure, okay. Life was is huge on baby. MTV at the time. Yep. Yeah, you
3: know that was you know a good year and a half before Van Camp was born. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah. How you feeling now, boy? That's something, isn't it? I know. Wow. Okay.
5: Hey,
6: old man.
3: Rip. Yeah,
5: I know. On with the countdown, uh, David. Who's wow. next? Uh, let's talk to Greg. Hey, Greg. Yes. Hey Greg. Hey, uh, calling, uh, uh, cauliflower, cauliflower
6: colonizers. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing great,
7: right, man. <laughs>
6: talking about the white slurs. I like that. Oh, yeah, yes, that was on yesterday. Yes.
7: Yep.
0: And so when you guys
6: played that five-hour cry session, I was the only thing I could think of was Scott Robbins staring
1: in the mirror at his black goatee. <laughs> <laughs> another would, story from earlier in the week you would be correct about that yes <laughs> this
6: is a song i want to go out to monica and it is zario Speedwagon." i can't stop
1: this feeling
6: baby oh yeah number three
3: you also played that one at top 40
4: Scott. Oh, sure. yeah. another one a year before van camp was born yep off 10 hits in a row with Rio Speedwagon. <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah. That big
3: record in the 80s for One awesome for sure.
4: This is when Gary Richrath was like, I think I'm pretty much done with this.
3: <laughs> yeah, he wasn't big on the ballads, yeah. the, the It's not
4: really my thing. Yeah, yeah that is true.
3: Okay.
6: The countdown doesn't stop till we reach the
3: top. Hey, oh, there, there he is! is a little, hey, buddy! Little cameo there from Casey. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's the Friday Five, fight or freedom songs for
5: Veterans Day, and who's next, David? Uh, let's talk to Woody in Vancouver. Hey, Woody.
1: Hey, guys. Love your show. Mrs. Woody's family's been visiting us for the last week, and the challenges are, challenges are nonstop. This morning, <laughs> Cousin Eddie gave us yet
13: another Disney Code H in the Linen Closet. <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah. Sorry
1: about your struggles, Woody. I know, We're man. with you, man. Uh, my song, Wham! Freedom.
3: Oh, wow. George Michael. Well, there was a couple of them, right? It was Wham! And then he did Freedom 90, isn't That's that the deal? Freedom. You played that too, didn't
7: you? Yeah. You got a little
3: uh, seat dance going right now. You dig this one. I always like this song. I am proud of you for admitting that. You didn't try to fight it at all.
4: You're just like, yeah, I like it.
5: I did. It's I like it for you. you. Yeah.
4: It's great piece of pop music.
3: Okay. But it's not enough for your five. Probably a test no. of time, doesn't no, it? Doesn't, it doesn't. I don't
5: know, I think, at all. I think now it's in, used in, like, commercials for Flomax or something.
3: Oh, that's right. That's where I've heard it. Maybe freedom, it's not Flomax. Freedom to whiz.
5: One. Yeah, right. Like, you can be you can again.
4: Yeah. Freedom. Guys, guys, to stand in front of a urinal, dancing. <laughs>
3: the number's one 888 mvcr Who's next, David? Let's talk
5: to Chris. Hey, Chris.
1: Good morning, guys, or afternoon, wherever you are.
3: Yes, Chris, and to
1: you, too. <laughs> Why not you Uh I've been listening to you guys for, I don't know, a couple of years now. And doggone it, I'm almost a fan.
3: Wow. Just, One more like, year and I'm you will close. be. Yeah, we're like a fungus, <laughs> man.
1: Yeah. Oh, crap. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm an old uh, top 40 DJ type myself. There you go. I can still have the voice when I want to. There you go. Why thank you. Uh the, the, my, my my first choice was already taken so how about uh, Rolling Stones uh Street Fighting Man?
3: Yes, good call. Chris. Number 2. David, you and I like this song
1: quite a bit.
5: Yeah, I like this song a lot. I like this song. Yes.
1: But I think David and I would probably
3: favored it a little bit more. You really dig it? Yeah. I yeah, think I think it's I think that's probably. fair. So it was on the strength that it got that high?
5: Yeah, I had it at number one. Um, okay. Just because I, I like it more than what wound up being number one. It was the personal like thing more than anything. But But yes. And then I think you're also a
3: fan. Maybe there might be one cover that you really, really dig, and that would be...
13: Come on, man. I just needed five seconds. Tesla? Tesla.
4: (laughs) Come on, dude. The world's the best cover band, man. I'm (laughs) telling
13: you.
5: Well, it's always either like Tesla or uh, uh, a great white or somebody like that. There's some great covers, man. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. That's all I'm saying. All right. Who's next? Let's talk to Todd. Hey, Todd. Hey,
3: boys. Happy Friday. And to you, Todd. You all right, man? I'm good. Excellent. Awesome. You sounded down there I'm for a i I'm like a, a
1: president. <laughs> I'm like a president who is uh, low as lightning, and uh, I've got kung fu fighting.
3: Yes. Good call, man. Number four. I love this song. I still like the song. Would you call it a novelty, Scott? Yes.
5: I don't think you're as big a fan as me. No.
3: You like it too, David?
5: It's fun. It really is. And I always think of Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had the 45
3: in the 70s when that was a hit. I had an older brother and an older sister. And then when it comes out again with Kung Fu Panda with my kids... And they dig it. It was just cool to have that resurgence. It is
4: interesting that generationally, it's not the song, it's the movie it was in. Yeah. Sometimes. My daughter will say that, oh, that was in blank movie. I'm like, well, yeah, but before that it was, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that was a
3: huge hit. Yeah. Okay. Time to reset. For Veterans Day, songs with fight or freedom in the title. And the number is one 485 mvcr And you forget how many great songs have either fight or freedom in the title. And there's a couple that all of a sudden you hear it. You're thinking, man, I haven't heard that in ages. I remember that song. We'll wrap it up. Coming up right here.
9: Call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-330-2100. 800-330-2100. That's 800-330-2100.
11: The on Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley,
3: David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, got a news update. Of course, the Scott Robbins trifecta coming up uh, in just a few. we got to finish up our Friday Five. This week, in honor of Veterans Day, songs with Fight or Freedom in the title. That's your number two right there. Street Fight man from the Stones. Can't fight this feeling from REO at three. Kung Fu fighting from Carl Douglas at four. And Elton John's Philadelphia Freedom at five. Still looking for number one. Yes. Wow. 1-888-485-MVCR. We've had all kinds of great
5: honorable mentions, too. Back to it, David. Who we got? Uh, Let's start this off with Linda in San Antonio. Hey, Linda.
9: Hey, guys. How are y'all doing?
3: Doing great, Linda. Thanks for checking in.
9: Happy Friday. Uh, listen, I, w- uh, I wanted to let you all know, I am actually going to a midget party tomorrow. And Hank <laughs> Johnson's going to be there. Yes, Hank's going to be there. He's going to suck helium. And then he's going to read the book, Crushing Midgets. Wouldn't that be
7: fun? <laughs> that
3: would be
9: awesome. I, <laughs> oh, I that worry,
3: is fantastic.
7: But, that's great. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm just, I go with I'm you. just
9: afraid though. It's Well, it's on Guam, so we may tip over, too. Oh, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, yeah. you're life life going vest. to crush the midget. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
9: <laughs> anyway, love you guys. My song is um, Motley Crue, Fight for Your Rights.
1: Wow,
3: that is a deep cut. i give you guys extra <laughs> credit if you can name the album and song. No, I can't. I'm- Shout at oh, to the boy. devil. Boy. No, sorry. My That'd be theater of pain. Uh Ah, Yeah, Yeah, of course. There you go. Yeah, saw that tour in 85 with Loudness,
5: the Japanese metal band, (laughs) in case you cared.
3: Okay, back to the countdown, David.
5: All right, let's talk to uh, Brandon in Amarillo. Hey, Brandon.
1: How's it going, guys?
5: going fantastic. Having fun.
1: Well, I figure, um, you know, probably something the GOP should listen to if they're ever going to win anything again is a fight fire with fire by Metallica. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that a boy. The is Just one of Robin's favorite metal songs. I I love
4: love that was
7: song. so That'd
4: be good for the workout playlist, Scotty. I'm, I've been saying that for years. <laughs> you don't like that song? I don't even know that song. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> right the extra
3: Lightning. Extra credit if you know that album.
4: <laughs> I don't have Ride the Lightning. No. Oh. Well, you know the album. That's good. Okay. I just heard David say it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'll cop to it. All
3: right. Songs with fight or freedom in the title. Still looking for number one. Who's
5: next? Uh, We got Mary in Delaware. Hey, Mary.
8: Hey, guys. Happy Friday.
5: Happy
3: Friday, Mary.
8: Hey. So I thought of a couple, but today I'm going to go with Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting by Elton John.
4: Oh, man. Oh, man.
3: Mary Um, owns the most walk-offs it of does. anyone on this show, yep. and she does it again. Number one. That song really holds up. Yep. Sonically, everything it's still yeah. fun. Yeah. Some great drum going on in the song.
7: Great guitar too.
3: Yeah. It's good all the way around. Did you ever hear a cover song that you liked for a while, and then thought, "You know what? I really dig it," and then you go back and you're like, no, I don't like it as much as the original." No. Well, it was uh, The Who did a version of that. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. It's it's not bad. No, it's okay. But it's not maybe as good as I remembered. But Daltrey does deliver one line really,
1: really well. I'm a
3: <laughs> it's like he knows something about that.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does. Yes.
3: Okay. We got a couple of other honorable mentions we got to
5: get to. Who's next, David? Uh, let's talk to Mark. Hey, Mark.
13: Gentlemen, I've
3: been
4: joining sh- the show all week.
5: Oh,
3: thanks,
4: Mark. Appreciate that. And, Scott, I was really pulling for you today on the uh, Broken Bones game. Thought you had yeah. it. Man. Mm-hmm.
3: Dang it. It was tight. It oh, was man. close.
4: Yeah, my song today is uh, Tina Turner, I Don't Want to Fight. All right, really good song.
3: Go ahead, build it out,
7: Scott.
4: I have something new to I don't, really I don't know this one. Oh, this was no a, not a big, big hit, but it was probably a top 20. Oh, okay, top 15, maybe. What year? Oh, gosh. In the 90s, that somewhere. Early okay. 90s, I believe. Did
5: you know it, David? Yeah, I've heard it. Okay. Um, It was 1993 when it was released.
4: Thanks. Yeah, early 90s. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I it played it.
5: Well, reached number nine on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Yeah, it was a little bigger than I thought then. Yeah, you played it a lot. Oh, yeah. It was an A current. <laughs>
3: Every 45 minutes. Got to tell you, put this list together, these different songs. And there's one song that you mock all the time, and it just makes me laugh, and I feel like I'm going to hear it in my head all weekend. Well, it's White
4: Lion, Little Fighter. <laughs> <know this>
3: <laughs> Throughout the afternoon little yesterday, fire. you kept going, Little
4: Fighter. <laughs> that's well, that's because I do you doing it, too. <laughs> you started it yesterday. You went, uh, Little
5: Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> we got time for one more? Yeah, I think so. Let's talk to Kelly in Oregon. Hey, Kelly. Hi,
3: how are you, fellas? Good, Kelly. Thanks for calling in.
9: All right. So, how about Triumph? Fight the good fight. Oh,
3: oh
7: Kelly, you're the song. coolest person great ever. Fight the good fight
3: Another Canadian power trio, Triumph. Everybody, everybody they were great live back in the day. Yeah, yeah. and that's a great song live. Fight good the good fight. fight
4: Saw them with Invade J Momstevan at the opener. That was fantastic. Invade T Exactly. Yeah. Wow, well, that's a yeah. He sued in Ying Beijing. <laughs> this
3: is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay. Biggest story of the day. Again, thanks for calling in. That makes that whole the whole Friday five is so much fun.
5: You make it fun. So appreciate that.
3: Okay. Biggest story today, David.
5: Uh biggest story of the day, I think, is you know, we've been going through it a little bit with the, the news that Donald Trump has made on that Univision um interview. And also I don't know if you've heard this. It's kind of surprising to me that this isn't a bigger national news story, but did you hear Jewish students at MIT were told to not show up in a uh, specific area on campus because uh, for their safety?
3: What is going on in this country, man? Holy smokes. All right, we'll get to that. And the Scott Robbins trifecta is top three today. Straight ahead, buddy. Joe, thank you so much for being here, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins.
5: News update, David Van Camp. I, I'm kind of surprised that this isn't a bigger national story, but there's an open letter that's been published at MIT, and it was passed along and shared by a professor there named Retsef Levi, who uh, talked about an incident that occurred this week. Where in one of the big lobby areas, they call it Lobby 7, at MIT, there was a big pro-Palestine demonstration um, calling themselves the Coalition Against Apartheid. And Jewish students were actively told to not go there. And at some point, also, MIT, according to this letter, uh, was sending out a warning to Jewish students to maybe, like, hunker down for a little while. Um, and this is after, as he writes, uh, after students from the CAA harassed MIT staff members in their offices and interrupted classes in the past few weeks. All of this has occurred with no clear response from the administration. With each passing day, MIT administration's silence makes Jewish and Israeli students feel unsafe at MIT. Uh, apparently, there are many students who fear leaving their dorm rooms. Um, this message is compounded by the public and private warnings of Hillel and other, and many faculty that Jewish students should not enter MIT's main lobby uh, on September 9th, yesterday. Um, instead of dispersing the mob or de-escalating the situation by rerouting all students from Lobby 7, Jewish students specifically were warned not to enter MIT's front entrance due to a risk to their physical safety. Uh, MIT administration recently announced guidelines to avoid illegal and unsafe protests on campus. The CAA, which planned the protest, knowingly and proudly violated those these requirements and even invited people from outside MIT to join them. And they hosted a blockade that not only disregards MIT's guidelines, but also obstructs Jewish students from attending classes. That's disgusting.
4: Yeah, it is.
3: What cowards do that? You're not going to stand up for yourself. Just don't go there. Imagine doing that with someone other than Jewish people or white people. What would be the reaction from the left? Oh, come on. You know. I I think we all know exactly what it
4: would be. Of course we do.
3: But this kind of hatred is okay. You know... Benjamin Netanyahu yesterday was talking with Brett Baier, and college campuses in the United States got brought up, along with Rashida Tlaib being censured, and just listen to what Netanyahu had to say here. And
2: we have to protect not only our lives but our future. Can our world, can our world survive if people go and with such moral confusion and in fact uh, moral depravity support these killers, these murderers? And, I, you know, I, I think it's very important that, uh, that this was censured. And I'll tell you something. This is an indictment of, uh, uh, I suppose, of higher education in many places in the West, when people who are supposedly educated cannot distinguish right from wrong and good from evil. Hamas is evil. Hamas is evil, and we have to defeat evil, not protest and demonstrate on behalf of evil.
5: Yeah. Yes.
3: And I guess, you know, it would have been two months ago you would say, well— yeah, there are some radical people in the United States, but mostly people in the United States would agree with that. Apparently, there's a lot more that don't than we ever imagined. Oh know?
4: gosh, I mean, so, and, and again, I'm, I and a lot of people I know are just shocked that there was that much of it out there anti-Semitism as much as there was. Well, never I, in my wildest dreams did I think that the universities across oh, the country, I man. I mean, that's a problem. Yeah. All the big tent, uh, love everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah. Universities, yeah.
3: Yeah, what a load of nonsense mm-hmm. that is. All right. Are you ready for your big three, scale Yeah, let's, let's do that. Right, here we go. Are you ready?
7: you.
1: It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta! Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every
3: day about this time, Scott Robbins'
4: top three stories of the day, the trifecta, helped by his hero. I'm Casey Casey. Well, 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 it's another weekend coming up, another weekend of an invite to you to stop by the house and have a couple of cocktails. What do you say? Mama
6: told me not to come. You say
4: that every week, I... All right, fine. Don't, I'm ready. Don't come. Three. That's fine.
5: Uh, there. Number three, uh, you want to talk about a library drag show that got stopped by parents.
4: Yeah, uh, parents finally uh, put a foot down on this one. Mass Resistance organized a group of parents that were able to put a stop to a drag story hour from coming to their library. A lot of roadblocks were set up from the library board and activist LGBTQ q element o p activist Lancaster, New Hampshire, now this is weird because you hear about this stuff taking place in major metropolitan cities mm-hmm. for the most part, right Lancaster, New Hampshire, a little town thirty two hundred people. they say, but like most of America right now, its public library has been spared some of the l g b t q i a pluses obsession with normalizing degeneracy. Um, but back in early May, a few parents in Lancaster reached out to mass resistance. People had been noticing sexually explicit material sliding into their library in their small little town. Such as Gender Queer and All Boys Aren't Blue. It was in their local Weeks Memorial Library. That was shocking enough. And then they decided, hey, let's do some Drag Queen Story Hour. And finally, this little town of 3200 went, wait a minute. No, we're not doing that. For a second, you said... Dragstein? Dragstein, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, well, that's a monster. That's Bruce, that's Bruce Springsteen's drag contemporary. <laughs> Bruce Dragstein and the LGBTQIA band. Yeah. His
5: hit album, Born in the Wrong Body.
4: <laughs> Man, well, this is like a religion to these people.
5: They're going to spread it wherever they can. I
4: mean, you know, if you think, though, you have this safety net, right? Oh, yeah. That you're in a small town... Chances are it's a small town. A lot of people with faith live in small towns. Some of them are farm, farming communities along the way. This one is included in that. But you just think that's... You, you hear about it, but you think that can't happen in my school until it does. Yeah, you hear that time and time again. It's true.
3: Now, on with the countdown.
5: Yes, Scott right fact. the yep. top three of the day. Number two. Number two, uh, hate crimes against Jews are up in New York. 214%
4: in New York City. Now, we know what the problem is. It's Islamophobia is the problem.
5: Right.
4: Oh, yes, we're told that. There were eight Islamophobic oh. crimes reported in October, which was an increase of zero last year at this time. Meanwhile, 70 crimes against Jews compared to 22 in 2022. So our obviously, the alarming rise of hatred toward Muslims is taking place everywhere. Mm-hmm. We need to focus like a laser beam on reducing Islam phobia. And fortunately, we're doing that. We're taking on hate. It's a national priority, and we put Kamala Harris in charge of it. The first national strategy to counter Islam phobia. Yeah. Folks, there is no comparison here. Nine times as many anti-Semitic attacks in New York as against Muslims. Nine times. In fact, anti-Semitic crimes represent 70% of all hate crimes in the city of New York, which clearly means that there's a significant amount of hate directed at Jews. It's just awful, man. So, I mean... By the way... We, we hear this stuff, this crap all the time, as if we're drawing some sort of parallel. Th- yeah,
3: there is no it, parallel. There is no parallel. But you're talking about, honestly, a lot of people that are brainwashed... That's what it is. Well, our, our federal
4: government formed a task force. Of course. To counter hatred and yep. Islamophobia, and it's just not happening.
3: No, that's to save your votes. Now, as far as, you know, the leaders at the universities, I mean, I, there was this shared on social media yesterday, and it's unbelievable. You mentioned MIT earlier, David, yeah. um, that they were having this special uh, is. Islamophobia accelerating global warming. You're like, okay, that's a joke. Come on, that's the Babylon Bee. That's not real. Oh yeah, it is. The Ecology and Justice Forum in Global Studies and Language presents: Is Islamophobia accelerating global warming? You can't make that up. How?
5: I don't know. I just saw the post. What a bunch of guys who just hate Muslims so much they idle their trucks for days at a time. I don't. I don't understand. I don't know. We can
3: look into that. Maybe that's uh, something we can look into over the weekend. That'd be a lot of fun, huh?
4: Damn.
5: Whew. And the countdown continues. Yeah, that's Arizona Diamondbacks
4: are blaming it now on their loss in the World Series.
5: Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't, I don't think Hamas's rockets or ISIS's suicide vests are carbon neutral, for the record. I'm pretty sure no. you're right about that
3: one, yeah. All right, the Scott Robins The top three. And finally, yeah.
5: one. Uh, number one, uh, Homer on The Simpsons is going to keep strangling Bart after all, and you love it because you like strangling kids, Scott.
4: Uh, Well, Homer Simpson, <laughs> it's just the weirdos again stepping in. Uh, Homer Simpson isn't going to stop strangling Bart after all, even though there was a claim out that during a recent episode they claimed times have changed. We're not going to do this anymore. The producers actually tweeted a picture of Homer strangling Bart, and the quote said, who? Why? You little click baiting. So the caption read that Homer Simpson was unavailable for comment. He was busy strangling Bart. So apparently that was just a bad rumor, a nasty rumor, nasty clickbait that was going around. However, when that stuff happens and you read it, you think to yourself, "Well, it just makes sense in 2023 that that would happen, right?" Yes. Yes. Yeah. But the president thought it was real, too, because he's formed a task force now on choking children. Mm-hmm. And there you have it. The Scott <laughs> Robbins trifecta. All right. Well done, Scotty.
7: <laughs>
3: Got to get to another news update. And uh, Nimrod's in the news. Uh, a couple of good Nimrods today. Um, boy, oh, boy. Who goes to rob somebody with three parents? We have the answer straight ahead right here. There's a lot of great things about the holiday season, but it's also
5: a stress factory. Dealing with shopping, travel plans, kids' events, plus all the regular stuff you need to do, it's easy to get overwhelmed.
4: HelloFresh gets it, and they're here to give you a break from the meal planning and trips to the grocery store. HelloFresh has more than forty-five options to choose from each
5: week. HelloFresh delivers all the quality, farm fresh ingredients you need right to your door, pre-portioned and ready to cook.
4: They also have snacks, quick breakfasts, and easy lunches
5: to cover meal time anytime you can even save money because HelloFresh is 25% cheaper than takeout. HelloFresh handles all the hard stuff so you can actually enjoy cooking at home again.
3: Don't stress about mealtime. Sign up for America's number one meal kit today and you'll get free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com MVCRFREE.
5: That means one breakfast item per box while subscription is active.
4: That's code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com MVCRFREE.
6: All right, it's the
5: Markley Van Camp
3: Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News
5: update, David Van Camp. Did you see in the Washington Post they uh, ran a story that says, "Hey guys, did you know that rampant crime in major American cities is making it hard to run a business in those affected areas?" Get out. No, right. yeah, they. Well, I talked with a uh, an employee and the head chef at one DC restaurant. They said, "Yeah, just in the last like month or two, There have been three violent assaults, like, within a block of our restaurant. It's not unusual for gunfire to be heard. And one of the waitresses, who's also a college student, says, well, I'm going to have to find another job because it's not worth risking my life to wait tables. I can wait tables anywhere. Yeah. I mean, you got situations where customers are doing the whole duck and cover thing or actually tipping over tables. Um, and then they talked with the uh, with a an industry group. The what is it called? The National Association of Restaurants or something like that. Who said, uh, you know, especially in places like the Bay Area and San Francisco, it's the same thing over and over again. Where you've got people, if if they're not shooting or stabbing each other, they're shooting up heroin outside of your business.
3: I don't ever remember seeing crime like it is right now. No major cities yeah it's it's insane i saw this little piece of news because you know there's technology news that comes out and you know people have talked about you know trying to crack down on drunk driving they say they're working on an app that will be able to accurately tell how drunk you are Hmm. whether or not you should drive they say it's by having you read tongue twisters out loud oh boy (laughs) Well, the first thing i think of is well that's not always going to be accurate it could be a word that's easy for you but tough for somebody else yeah like i could say heroic no problem i knew that was coming as we're celebrating veterans day Mm -hmm. you think of the heroic actions of so many we have many heroes to thank yes now could you use heroic in a sentence scott i'd rather not could you try just for this special special day
4: Today we honor hero, uh, today we honor <laughs> heroic people soldiers that was pretty good yeah I, the sec, I, if I concentrate really hard, I can get it, but if I just have to say it then I'm really in trouble.
5: yeah
3: so, so I don't know how accurate that would be, but I always find the you know all of the discoveries that they're making with I think technology you just said accurate
4: accurate you said accurate.
5: Didn't mean to. First I can say first. accurate. Thank you. Maybe just into, talking too fast. Lipton's in dirt dirtbag mode. A little yeah. bit there. For a second there. Was that accurate? Yeah. Accurate. Well, accurate. That's yeah, accurate. Got some dirt dirtbag in me, man. <laughs> I mean, that's not a surprise to anybody. Say, there already is an app that tells you how drunk you are based on how you use it, and it's Twitter. <laughs> I mean, I can I can usually <laughs> yeah. guess. You know, if it's around ten thirty and somebody's fired off like ten or so just unhinged tweets like somebody needs to put down the booze yeah it's a good point there beer goggles too that's a real thing (laughs) right (laughs) all right nimrods in the news let's roll it when the going gets tough damn it this is too
1: hard the dumb get dumber All right, it's nimrods in the news on the martley van camp and robbins show
6: i love the poorly educated
3: all right Uh nimrods in the news Okay, this is a strange one out of Virginia. dude named Hector Rios just arrested. He robbed a knife, or robbed a knife, robbed a man at Knife Point, McDonald's, three months ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's unclear in this story why it took the authorities three months to track him down. Because there was security footage. And he had three parrots on him at the time. Parrots? Yes. Literally on him. Two... We were on the brim of his cowboy hat, and a third was perched on his shoulder. Never heard of anything like that no, before. No, no. weirdo. <laughs> Hector, who people are calling the bird bandit, was charged with robbery.
4: But we don't know what's happened to the birds. Mm. But you'd love to know that. Well, he's probably in a bird food desert. He had to. It's one of those things. McDonald's and get something, yeah.
3: Yeah. And then you have this story out of the U.K. A restaurant has caught a woman putting their own hair in some food in an attempt to score a free meal. No. And she got it. They didn't see the footage until after they'd issued the refund, and then she was long gone. Mm I was just, in your history of working in the food industry, David, anybody try to pull that?
5: Nope. You'd have to eat a hairball now.
3: That's the punishment? No. Yeah. <laughs> and that's them rides in the news. This is the Mark McVeigh Camp and Robin Show.